you know, it was September of my years. It's an amazing one of his classic songs. Yeah. And Sinatra, sad Sinatra is as good as happy Sinatra. You ready? Feeling loose? Is this, uh, chill, yeah. Chill. Hey, everybody. Welcome down to another edition of Dive Bar Mitzvah. Hey, it is me, your pal, Ian. And hot damn, I'm excited to be here. This is the first of our second season, let's say. Um, we did 20 episodes in 20 weeks, and that was too much and too fast. And your friend Ian got burnt the fuck out. And he's just like, you know what? How I'm many not- times have you been burned out? I'm constantly burnt out about something. <laughs> There's no point where I'm not kind of burnt out. Okay, uh, so it's your, it's your style. Anyway, yeah. It's your savoir faire. Ooh, ooh, look at that. They got ribs. Mm. We got the appetizer right. the platter appetizer here. The appetizer tray has arrived. Yeah, this is great. It's a platter. Cream wontons. What all do we have in here? Um, let's see. There's, There's egg, rolls uh, egg rolls. And then ribs. Ribs. And Everything's fried. Crab rangoon. All right. Cr- crab Good what? thing you went to the crab gym rangoon. before this. Kind of okay. like a cheese puff, but there's crab meat. This is yeah. like hot, hot mustard. Sauce. Be careful, that stuff's really hot. Oh, okay. it's, you're supposed to eat it like soup. Just ladle it up. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can get a straw, <laughs> lay some rails Enjoy, down. Guys. Thank you. All right, all right. Um, but hey, and this is our first episode back, and I could not have found a better place to do it. Um, we are here at David Fong's tonight, here in South Minneapolis. No, I think we're at Bloomington. Buddy. Are we at Bloomington? Okay. Yeah. Um, now this has actually been a place that I've wanted to film for a long time, but I was waiting for the right fit. And tonight's guest uh, happens to be just that fit. He's one of my best friends on earth. I've known him for I don't know, fifteen, 15 years? years. Fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a new album out uh, coming out at the end of this month called The End Is Not The End. It's on Eagles Golden Tooth Records. Uh, and he's got a uh, big highfalutin release show coming up on the 25th and 26th at the Ice House. Um, and it's going to be a hoot. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today, Mr. Mark Malman. Hi. How you doing? Good. Yeah, the record's on, uh, what is it? Eagles Golden Tooth. And then and then Minneapolis hip-hop label um, Polka Dot Mayhem is distributing. How did that happen? How did you end up on a hip-hop label? Uh, Spend a lot of time with rappers. Like well, you. yeah, I mean, really, because when when you're from the streets, like you are, I mean, you, there's a certain patois that yeah. only that only you can speak. It's true. I mean, you know, the thing is, I'm a solo artist, and most rap rappers are solo artists, so I don't hang around with a lot. You know, there's not a lot of time where you're gonna call a whole band. We didn't get any napkins. Let's say we have a big basket of fried food and not nary a single napkin. Yeah, uh, yeah, Everybody else has you, napkins. Your, your napkins on your lap. Oh, I never got a napkin. Unravel it? No, I didn't get a silverware. I don't. I don't have any silverware. You got a knife, clearly. We'll just reach over and grab one of those. Wrap David Fong's. I love it. There's a fish tank. These don't even come with. These these don't come with knives. Where did yours come from? Okay, you've got a fork and a. They trust me with a knife. (laughs) So, if anyone's still listening. Yes, but as you were saying. Oh, no. It's, uh, I made another album, my eighth album. Yeah, but it's on a hip-hop label. It's on a hip-hop label because um, I guess I hang out with a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so how, and that's just and it just seemed like a logical choice for you? Uh, I mean, I'm going to yes. try some of the spicy. Absolutely. Let's see how hot that really is. It does look like pudding. Um, but yeah, um, and you're, you, you, it was actually your idea to come here. You were here just not too long ago. Yeah, it was here last, w- last week. What now? Is this, is this where you bring your ladies? Is this, like, I, is this where do. you entertain? I do. I mm-hmm. love David Fong's. Yeah. I've been coming here ever since I saw the outside of it. That is special. It's one of the last vintage restaurants in our cities, mm-hmm. you know? And tonight is karaoke night. You just missed uh, somebody doing um, My Way. 
Yeah. Did a very good job. Uh, somebody doing a, a uh, bad job of losing my religion. Well, he made it his own. He did it his way. Yeah, he did. It's always depressing songs at lounge karaoke. But your songs, not depressing on this album, but you told me it was a serious album. Is that right? Yes. You also told me you're going to do a serious interview because it's a serious album. Oh, I did. Yeah. If we talk about the album, then I have to be serious. Okay. So then um, we don't talk about the album, then I can talk. Let's get the serious crap out of the way up front. Um, So what 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 uh, made you do a serious album, Tammy? What are you? Is this a sign of age, Mark Mullen? Well, all my albums are serious. This is just the subject matter. (laughs) The crab rangoo is a lot to take on. Let's let's just let's not. The record is it's 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 I'm I'm very proud of it and uh, and, and you've been working on it for a while, right? Three years. It's the longest I've ever uh, How taken. How long? Three years. Three years. And this is all with uh, Ed at Flowers, right? No, I just mixed it. Okay. I, I tracked it at my own different places. I was living uh, downtown, across from Sex World and behind Deja Vu and above the Gentleman's Choice mm-hmm. uh, strip clubs, and uh, there was like a gang war and. And it was the last kind of part of the Minneapolis red light district that was alive before that kind of the North Loopers. Did that get into over. the album? To be surrounded by strip clubs? I imagine it would. Uh, did so the culture much, suck you in? The, the strip club culture didn't, but the, at that time period, still, it, the, it was still, um, it was violent down there. Uh, there was a lot bloody parking ramps and, and drug dealers. Uh, Prostitutes, prostitutes don't really get violent. Well, it was just like yeah. that one area in front of Sex World, and that was right outside my front door. It's like this first when I moved in, it was very rock and roll. After about three years, it became it was stress all the time. Yeah, having a freeway ramp outside of my window, it was it was fun, and and it's gone now. But this was but this got the so this is you hear this in the album. Is there any of these songs kind of coming from that spot? Some of the songs came from that spot to the point that I took them off the record. <laughs> you know, then like, why is that? Well, because when you make a record, you know, it's not like 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 my brother's an artist. He makes a painting or drawing and then he sells it. It's out of his life. Yeah. So he cool. could make this the most terrifying, nightmarish thing that he doesn't want to see, and then which he doesn't. He makes very beautiful stuff, but he could if he wanted to make some. Because it's out of his life once it's out. Yeah. With a song, you hope that you're going to have a hit. And then you hope that you're going to have a tour. And then if you write a song that is, like, too personal, you end up singing it for the rest of your life. I mean, I've sung songs sometimes 200 times a year. We only have each other in the night. I've probably sung a thousand times. A thousand times. Now, does that mean that you you grow to hate that song? No. Okay. But, But you can tell if a song is solid or not when you sing it. For uh, that many times, it's funny because if you go to if I go to see an artist like uh, Elton John show and, and you hear how much like Crocodile Rock has changed or something like that, no. you realize that he's been making these decisions over the years. No, it should have been this way. It should have been this way. Okay. You really can test a song over a year's time playing. So, um, so I think like um, you know like True Love is a song of mine that we've sped up. Live. Really, okay. yeah, because it's it's a little bit slow on the record, which is fine. But you know, you you write these songs and you don't get to really learn a song and how it functions until you communicate it with an audience on a tour. I'd like to write a bunch of songs and then tour them with a band for a year mm-hmm. and then go in the studio and, and, and record them. Yeah, 
because then then I would learn how how the material really but is refined. Now, if you're calling this a serious album, does that mean that it will be good on the road? I mean, you figure when you say serious, I assume slower. No, no, God, it's fast. Okay. I mean, it's very fast. It's it's. I mean, I really tried to um, make a, a, a modern rock record, not in terms of the genre of modern rock, but a 21st century rock record, something that spoke to the times. It's frenetic, uh, it, and, and so there's a lot of fast songs. I, I've always wanted to have a record that I could play from start to finish, mm -hmm. like Sgt. Pepper, a band could just go on, like, you know, like yeah. Cheap Trick does that. Sgt. Pepper cover to cover. Or is that, is that Sgt. Pepper, or do they do Abbey Road? I don't know. Anyways, and so this is that. I can I can go on stage and do this album cover to cover. It's it's just, I'm very proud of it. It's my, it's my, so far, I mean, God forbid it's my swan song, but I think it's it's like, um, it's my masterwork. And uh, what can you expect at the, uh, at the, at the shows? Coming up yet again, the 25th and 26th, the Ice House on Nicollet Avenue. Yeah. you're doing a you're doing a two show release night. Yeah, which is which is, which is which isn't done very often. What made you pick doing two? Because it's, it's, I guess it's a smaller room. It's it's a smaller room, and and I really like the like the Ice House is great for jazz. You know, that's yeah. kind of where it's made its thing, and then it has this kind of hipsters kind of thing going on too. I don't know what that's all about, but but I played it. Uh, and in uh, and it's like a roadhouse in a way, and I've played a lot of roadhouses in 15 years of touring America. So I was like, this is cool, you know, this is a cool place to do it. You gotta, the album is an album is special, and you have to treat it special. Yeah. So when you do a release, it has to be something special, you know. And what do you bring in to the special plate? And by the way, the special appetizers is delicious. I had so I had the crab rangu that was good. Uh -huh. um, I had um, I just had a chicken wing. Eh, all right, um, and the butterfly shrimp though delicious. Do you want any of this? No, you're I just don't looking want at me like, and I'm kind of lightheaded. I'm coming in here weird. I just yeah, got done exercising, grease, and then I had a beer immediately after I because that's my that's my strategy here. Is was what I do. I'll, I'll exercise, then, yeah, a beer, and then I guess deep fried food. This will explain why I look the exact same as I did before I started exercising. You should have your beer before you exercise. See, but then I'm going to be sloppy. And then I'm going to fall off something, and yeah. then I'm going to make a fool out of myself in front of the people. But the carbs are they're so such a fast carb that you're you're going to... I think... I don't know how the alcohol would go fall into the situation, but... You didn't suck sloshing away in your belly. That's I, 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 I spend a fair amount of time on the elliptical. Generally do like four or five miles on the elliptical. I don't know if that would work. And, and you're actually uh, a healthy guy. You've, in the last handful of years, really kind of, you know, decided to take this on seriously. What? Yeah. Now, how weird was it for you to decide that you were a man of an age where you had to start exercising? Because it was painful for me. I, it took me a while to really get my head around it. Like, oh, my God, now I'm going to be one of those people who do, who do this. Or were you always kind of healthy? You know, it's, it's just... Did it's, you play sports in high school? It's kind of a Midwest thing. Yeah. A Minnesota thing. Uh, maybe. I'm not sure what other Midwestern states. But when I was in L.A., like... Everybody goes to the gym. You don't think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, people want, you know, I mean, in bigger cities, people go to the gym. It's not like, this is what you do. You have to. We live in this society where we're just like sedentary, you know, more than ever. But um, I just decided to start going to the gym because I was like, I needed some, some, like something to shake up my brain. You know, I work for myself, so I don't have to leave the house if I don't want to. And this was like, 
two months uh, before before my mom died, I I um, I, I went, joined the gym, you know, and it, maybe it was psychic, you know, maybe I thought, oh, I'm gonna need this, and I did need it. I mean, when you're going crazy, the best thing you can do is escape your mind, and you can do that by pushing your body. I read this quote, and it was that the mind, th the brain thinks it's the most important organ in the body. And it, that's funny, right? It's ironic because it's not. And so when, I'm, when I was really out of my head, I would find that if I went to the gym and I pushed myself and I pushed myself and I pushed myself, I, you know, you get to that point when you're running so much that you can't think anymore. Yeah. And, you, and it's really freeing. That frees your brain from all of its stress. Mm -hmm. Your brain's like in the zone. It's cool. Like you're, you're, you're like I have so much stress. I have so much stress. But then if you're moving that stress, you're focusing on, you know, it's like my brother used to do this thing where he'd like slap my hand and he'd say, "Does that hurt?" And they'd say, "Yeah." And then he would stomp on my foot, and then he would say, "You're not thinking about your hand anymore, are you?" <laughs> Sounds like a lovely what, relationship yeah. you had with your brother. But that's I love him. And I've met him. He's like, he's a sweet guy. It's kind of like where I felt like exercise could impact my mental. Um, you know, uh, capability. I, I couldn't stop thinking about something. So I started exercising to boost endorphins, to increase serotonin and uh, feel better, look better on stage. Yeah, exactly, because you're a vain bastard. Some of this was done entirely to, you know, cut a cut a mean figure. And right now, you're, you're doing exactly that. I think I, 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 as one straight guy to another, I think you're looking good. I, I, I injured my back a little bit ago. I mean, look at me. I started verving up, like, let's talk about feel-good stuff. You're looking good. Yeah, you know, I injured my <laughs> back. I don't know. Like, jeez, Mark, come on. You're being a downer. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, you know, hey. Uh, and so, but I'm, I'm back there, and it's it's a good time. What's your strategy? How do you do this? Like, do you, I mean, because I have been exercising for about a year and a half now, and I say that I look the exact same as I did before. It's 30% kitchen, seven, or no, it's 30% gym, 70% kitchen. That's probably why I look the exact same as I did. You're having a beer after your workout. You're, you know, that's like the first thing you want to quit. I wasn't alcohol. asking what I was doing wrong, Mark. I was just telling you how I'm doing it and how you're doing it correctly. No, you were, you were saying, I've been exercising and it's not working, Mark. No, I, no, I was segueing to that you've been doing it correctly. How do you do it? I have been eating some donuts. Hey, how you doing? Donuts are you doing lately. okay? Yeah, we're doing great. Yeah. Doing good. No, 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 thank you. Uh, you been eating donuts? I mean, yeah, you know, you can't, you got to live life. Yeah. But um, I, uh, what's your routine? Basically, I go to the gym, do some light weights, you know, do some squats, do some thrusts, um, then, you know, hit various torture devices, like for sit-ups, a bunch of crap like that, do some arm stuff, and then I hit the elliptical for like, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes. I mean, you're, you're being healthy. You know, and you're doing great things for your body. Yeah, and I mean, if, I, I, if, I, if my you're stamina eating a is fried great. Fried appetizer plate with a beer. Yeah. At least you're exercising. Yeah, that's you know the way I mean? I'm looking at it. Yeah. But now you're not you're gonna not. lose any weight that way. That's fine. Uh, but you're, you know, and now, you, and so you're working out, not eating fried food, not drinking. So you're pretty much just alpha man right now, right? I mean, do you feel do you feel better than other people? Do you feel like you are more <laughs> superior than other people? Do you look at me and are you looking down right now? I partied for a long time I put a lot of records out and I put a lot of miles on my body mm -hmm. I've had amazing times all over this country and, and other countries so I mean I've quit lots of different things you know and then I replace them I think like like um, 
for a while it was refined sugars then for a while it was cinnamon um like omega-3 pills um you know smoking pot um that would be some more severe not that that's bad all i'm trying to do is figure out what is that what are those one or two things that's causing this magnetic black field in my existence that Mm -hmm. showed up yeah and um some of it i won't i won't talk about on record but uh but exercise is is a is a is a positive you know right now the shrimp thing is delicious and by the way the beer i'm drinking chinese i love that beer, that beer. sing tao not our sponsor Pabst Blue ribbon of course is our sponsor sing tao delightful I, you know what i'm willing to say this is even good for you i can, can't imagine you can get fat off sing tao it's a rice it's rice beer isn't it sure well yeah why not i mean it's chinese got I'm a lot of rice po- there makes positive. sense i know that uh, first time i had sing tao is in uh Lower East Side of New York, 1997. It's a great beer. Had just done a uh, an unbelievable amount of uh, of hardcore narcotics, and then I had a Saint Tao. It was delightful. But Saint Tao, a tasty, tasty beer. Uh, how do you? So I mean, how do you deal? I mean, is, is is your life changed? I mean, for the better? Are you better with the crisis management? If you're cutting out all this stuff, because I think I like to deaden myself to some things. When you're overly available to the outside world, is this is this set you off kilter at all? I mean, I used to, I scored a zombie series for Lionsgate. Uh, I mean, I, I scored zombie movies and horror movies. Uh, I don't watch violent horror movies anymore. And it's not that I won't go back to it, you know? But life is an incredible thing, and, and I really wanted to get up, get this, get the mouse out of the house, man. So, uh, and that's all, like, it, it's just part of it. You know, the record... The record is the middle of what happened. It's the evil stuff. It's the it's the destruction and the repair. Yeah, because is monster movies on this? Yeah, yeah. this has got monster movies. So I mean, that's you know dealing with it. That was an early single from it, I guess, even though it was way yeah, before yeah. the album even came out. Yeah. So I mean, and that seems to be dealing with. Yeah. That. For sure. Uh, the the opening lyric is "Monster movies never scare me," and that's a good reason to be afraid. Yeah. And. Uh, so if you're sitting here watching a monster movie and you just like, like one time when we were li- when I was living in that party church and I was living in the basement of the church yeah. and I just got the Lionsgate job and so I'm like, I want to watch as many scary movies as I can. It was to the point where I, w- I watched The Exorcist alone in the this basement of the church. This is when we watched church. Human Centipede on your birthday on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember those. And I love those movies and I still think they're great and, and, and The Exorcist is a fantastic film. It's, a, it's an epic masterpiece. But the idea behind that song is when... You don't when you lack fear, then you're dangerous. Yes. You know, when you're at, when you have when you're that's like a sociopathic condition. You know. But you're not. Well, I, I know I have an abundance of fear. I had especially during the period that this album was wrote, written. Mm-hmm. I had like a Stay puffed marshmallow man sized amygdala. Uh, excuse me. Producing fight or fight fight or flight. Amygdala. Amygdala. What's that? It's a part of the brain that oh. produces the fight or flight okay. response. Caveman brain, they call it sometimes. Okay. But anyways, there was I had this, uh, in Koreatown one time. What is that beer you get at the Korean barbecue? It's like silver. It's really big. It comes in a huge can. Is that Asahi? Is that? Oh. I don't think that's Korean though. You have Asahi, uh, Sapporo. Yes. Sapporo. I think that, I don't think mm. that's Korean though. 
It might be though. I don't know. No, 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 no. I didn't say ever, ever say it was Korean. I said I had it in Koreatown. Oh. It's Korean probably a Sapporo game. though. Yeah. Delightful beer. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Mm. But now you're not drinking. No, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. So you think back positively on these on these tasty tasty beers. Yeah, and I will drink again. Yes, exactly. I just, will drink. Just going through it. I mean, do you do this often? I, I take a couple months off every year, which is probably, you know, I do, I do a half-assed version of it, you know, which is good to kind of reset. But, I mean, how often do you find yourself just like, you know what, I'm going to snack it up? I didn't start drinking until I was 29. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I didn't really start drinking until I was 29. I peaked drinking when I was about 35. And it was very, very, you know, drunken time. I woke up. I remember I woke up on the road. I was in between two dogs. You're in between and, two dogs. Yeah, okay. on a couch, and there was an empty bottle of black velvet next to me. And I said, "Did I drink that?" And I, and I, I opened my phone as a flip phone at the time, and there were pictures of me in a Santa Claus costume. <laughs> and it's a beautiful story, and I had a great time. And uh, do you remember the time? I don't remember. Uh, but looking but back, I it was that, probably had to be time period. Those years. Oh, yeah. Of partying and touring and drinking and, and it's great. But I do perform better sober. Okay. Uh, and I, I uh, and so this isn't a question of um, it's simply like I said housekeeping like you do you know. Yeah. Uh, it, when you when you live to extremes, sometimes you got to pull back yeah. and then just check around and make sure. Because even yeah, I mean a famous poet once said, <laughs> "I don't know why I go to extremes, too high or too low." <laughs> I was thinking about there the, ain't no between. I know I was thinking about Billy Joel uh, a couple days ago. And, you, know, like, you were you thought about him before then and since then. Right, you right, know right, you right, have. Right. I think about him a lot <laughs> in sexual ways, but I gotta say like this song, "We Didn't Start the Fire." Yeah. Like. Why is he speaking for everybody? Yeah, exactly. It like, should be it, I, I didn't, didn't start. I the didn't fire. start the because, fire because I mean you don't know. Maybe one of these people did start <laughs> the fire. Like, <laughs> well, that's true. You're you're incriminating yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean like, by saying it's a boner move. Yeah, yeah. there's no win on that. Why one. would you do that? I yeah. would if I would have wrote it. I would probably say. Well, there's I a didn't lot of problems the in the narrative that uh, that Billy Joel set up in a number of songs. For example, how old is he now? You think? I probably like sixty-five. Like 65. Yeah. Well, and then you and you write a song when you're younger called "Only the Good Die Young," and then you live to continue to be bad. Like no, I mean, that's I just. I mean, not I don't good. think I don't. I think that song is is, is is about being nostalgic, and that and that he's writing this song, in an observing fashion. You yeah. Know? I, I don't think it's like the Who saying, "I hope I die before I get old." Yeah, yeah. I think he's very aware that he he wants to be old in that song. A lot of his songs are written from a point of fantasy because you can kind of tell in the lyrics that he's not a wild guy, and and he, he wants to be. There. You may he's be right fantastic. though; he may be crazy. See, I mean, that says something. I love, I love. There's something about that song. This it's fantastically written. It's just a little bit corny and a little bit unbelievable. It's a lot corny. Yeah. Like, I don't think he crashed the party. I don't think those Saturday night. Are that true. was on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't think those. Or no, Friday. Writing from a point of truth. I think they're writing from a point of he fantasy. He did crash his car into somebody's house while eating pizza. I mean, let's not get New York Post on Billy Joel. But he did. I mean, I so know. I think that. But I think that would mean that he might have crashed your party in 1978. That seems in line with the character people, that I know. Yeah, I mean, people say, yeah, he's, he, he could be considered kind of dorky, but I, the guy's written so much good material. Yeah. And that, boy, I would just love to shake his hand, you know, someday. Dead or alive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, now, it, it, have you ever seen him live? I don't go to see many. I saw Springsteen last week, but I, I usually I don't really like seeing epic uh, concerts mm -hmm. unless it's a small theater. Yeah. You know. 
Uh, but but so, but you wouldn't see Billy Joel. Why would they, does that scare you? Like, I mean, do you not want to like? I mean, because it seems like he's going to be an absolute craftsman. I mean, craftsman. He's, you know, he's retired from it for a while. Now he's back out doing it. Like I don't Phil know. Collins I would. I would, I would totally see. I, I think I would, I'd see I Billy Joel, and I'm not nearly Joel. the fan that you are. It's not. It's not the question of do I like Billy Joel. It's a question of do I like big stadiums. Yeah, I guess that's I like true. Enormous amounts of echo and high end. I'm a, you know, I'm like a. a professional musician and sound craftsman so fidelity matters to me yep. so it's like now and so what's your what's your, what would you put to your favorite bj song <laughs> um not I ej would, bj I, I would definitely yeah elton john and billy joel i would but, definitely say it would be um uh, either say goodbye to hollywood uh or possibly there's a song off the river um, not the Bruce Springsteen song. Not the river. No. no, there's an album called The River of Life. Yes. There's a song. Christy Brinkley of, painted the, the bridge. cover. A terrible cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible it's really cover. bad. Yeah, that's why you don't have your wife do that. He should have just taken a picture of Christy Brinkley because she's she was yeah. beautiful then. Still is. Still a good she's looking still, gal. You can Jesus, see, you ageist prick. You can see what Billy Joel oh, did you know, to her though. Yeah. Oh really? I feel. Yeah. Like like how? I feel like you know. I don't really know. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I've kind of got a. Cr- I've kind of got a crush on his daughter, Alexa Ray. I don't know. I don't. She's cute. She's she's a designer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you see. I mean, you see her out. I. It's at the bridge. I meant the bridge, and it's an album called. Um, it's a, it's an album. It's a song. It's like you've given me the best of you, and now I need the rest of you. It sounds like a Billy the, Joel song. The chords and the way the melody is—it's almost like a Barry Manilow song, but with like a real citified edge. It's a beautiful ballad. Have you ever uh, have you ever tried to write a Billy Joel song? It seems yeah, like it wouldn't be that 14. hard. How'd you do? I mean, I didn't know I was right trying to write Billy Joel songs. <laughs> you just, I just you just all when you put that into the machine. Yeah, it comes right out. Yeah. I mean, I think Billy Joel has tried to write. Like honesty, sounds like a McCartney song to me. Yeah, uh, you know there are Billy Joel songs that sound like some. We didn't else's start the fire. Song. Sounds like um, Into the World as We Know It. I always thought he ripped it's off. It's the same kind of idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is anything a rip off? I mean, well, I no, know. but I mean, obviously, like, oh, that's a cool idea. Let's fit too many words into a song. That's what he did. Yeah, and I, I had to do a, a book report on that song in a history class, and I decided to. Uh, they made you do book. Li- they made you do book reports in college. You had to huh? pick a in high in history class in high school. Did I say college? No, but I just oh. I just like doing I the timeline of my end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no book reports in art school. And and uh, I had to pick a person. I picked Bernard Getz, who like Jesus. any of the younger <laughs> listeners wouldn't know who Bernard Getz was. So I had to I wrote a report on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he wrote a book. Oh, no, somebody no, wrote a book wrote, about I'm sorry, not a book report. I, it's like I didn't go to a lot of the school classes, but uh, <laughs> the days of class. But it was uh, um, it was like uh, you know, a news story. I don't think yeah. he, <laughs> what what could he really say? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he kind of said it all, you know, the, the revolver on a subway. Yeah, it wasn't I mean, a revolver. Is it was a screwdriver. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he didn't shoot. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, no, but he had a gun, didn't he? I thought he had a gun. Don't, yeah, I don't, it doesn't matter. Hey, I did the book report, and yeah, I don't exactly, even remember, yeah. but I got an A. Well, there you go. Uh, now, I probably still failed the class. 
And we're here, as I said earlier, at David Fong's, and I just realized Did that it's on my rib? menu. I have not tried a rib yet. I have a rib. But uh, we're at 9329 Lindale Avenue South in Bloomington, Minnesota. I'm David Fong's, established in 1958. I say that because it's on the menu in front of me, and we are here tonight during karaoke night. Um, as I've said now, Mark, as you eat a wing, a rib, I'm sorry. How is the rib? It's great. Yeah. It's a pork rib. Okay. Yeah, okay. You know, I'm kind of getting a hit or miss. I wasn't a fan of the egg roll, but I did like the pork rangoo and the chicken uh, wing quite a lot. Um, now what's your go-to uh, karaoke song? You ever you ever do karaoke? Born to Run. Really? That's a ballsy one to take on. That's exactly why I do it. That's why I do everything. I mean, I don't like. I like to be challenged. Now, do you do it in a fake Springsteen, or do you do it as Mark Wall? I found that because how can you, you can you sing tramps like us baby bird you know in a voice that isn't like this if I try to sing my voice is scratchy anyway so if I try to sing like Connor Oberst I end up sounding like Springsteen okay and so uh, then you know that because you tried to sing like Connor Oberst um, it just it just that's my jam and I used to get so nervous during karaoke until I picked a tune and I picked that tune. Yeah, that was great. Because I always do Billy Joel because he has like a one note range. It's really easy to do. You know, I mean, well, a lot of those songs, it's sad, and mm-hmm. it's all like right here in the middle. And if you're a male, and you probably can sing in that range. And yeah. I always did. Yeah, like you may be right. Was always my my default karaoke song. And then I went to other karaoke places, and I would see other people that would like they would have default Billy Joel songs. And I realized it's because it's easy. Yeah, I mean, is that, fun. Is you that, want your karaoke song to be fun, not a yeah. downer. Well, exactly. One time when I was at the Grammys, after the Grammys, we went to some crappy bar, and they had karaoke. I did You May Be Right. But see, the thing is, turn off the lights. You have to know that line's coming so you can find the light switch. Make your way over to it just for dramatic sake. People in L.A. lost their damn mind. Wow. Yeah. That's real sticky. It is really sticky. But if you're going to do a Billy Joel song at a karaoke night, yes, yeah, sticky has already come along. The worst song, I, the songs I've heard... Do karaoke. It's comfortably numb. That was an incredible downer. And whoever does Hotel California, I don't think they realize it's like twenty minutes what long. they're stepping into. Yeah, I mean the solo along. Yeah, you can't on. pick a song with a long solo because then you're just standing there. Yeah, you know, or you, you have guitar. to, or you have to do air guitar, or you have to have you and a friend. So you have to have a Joe Walsh to your Don Fedler or whatever to do the air guitar solo to Don it. Henley. No, Don Henley doesn't do it. Fedler. Fedler. Don Fed. Fedder, Fedler, the guitar know. player. He was the twelve-string guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't really. I don't know my Eagles. I hate the Eagles, but I, I like to know what I hate. And I watched the. You haven't seen the Eagles, uh, the big like four-hour documentary about no. it. Oh, it's fascinating. I'd like to see that, but, but even I, though I don't like the Eagles, it's absolutely fascinating. Now I'm thinking about that crab rangoon. What's yeah. that? Or a fried chicken? That is a fried chicken. That is a chicken wing or chicken leg. That's a drum. You liked it. Yeah, that was alright. You know they fry it here. It's not microwaved. Yeah. Oh, I like fortune. You know, this is going to take this desire away. Okay, let's have a fortune, fortune let's cookie. Let's see what we got here. I love fortune cookies. When I was a kid, fortune cookies and diet Mountain Dew. Like, that really? was all That's disgusting. No, no, not That's diet. Regular. Disgusting. Regular yeah. Mountain Dew. It better be regular Mountain Dew. Okay. I could just eat a whole bowl full. All right. My fortune. What do you say? It says, um, you will spend your old age in comfort and material wealth. Is that really what it says? Yeah. You know what mine says? Keep your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> <laughs> What's the grindstone still got was, like? Yeah, still got work to do there, Haas. You will spend your old age, Mark Malman, in comfort and material wealth. They're, they're really specific here. When David does Fox. old age begin? You know, uh-huh. like in the rock mu- in the rock musician world, age, old age begins around thirty-one. Yeah, and forty-two. So, like seriously, I want this. I think that this album is going to bring me material wealth. I, don't, I have I have a lot of comfort in my life, so that's good. 
now that you're not living above a strip club. I loved living above a strip club. I'm, I'm Did you ever go to the strip club? You know, so you're not a strip club guy, though. Are no, you? I'm not a strip club guy, but I've dated strippers. Yeah. And who hasn't? And and um, I've been friends with DJs. That I know. I love club. the industry part of it. I mean, I love the people who work there, but the actual like it's like it's like knowing Bette Midler, and like Bette Midler's your friend, but then when you Was have to hear her sing, no, when you have to hear her sing, you're like, this is horrible. Like I don't like, I like what's, I don't like sings. what's being put out, but I like her as a person. Well, I'm That's not how I feel about my strip opinions clubs. about it. It's a dissertation that is about left Bette to Midler? Diablo, Kobe, about Cody. Bette. Bette Midler or strippers, strip clubs. But where I was living, like, the, the doormen at the strip clubs were essentially, like, the... I mean, the bouncers at the strip clubs were the doormen to your apartment, basically. So it kept you safe, and you'd talk to them a lot, you know? Yeah. And um, they're just regular people working well, yeah. at a weird job. But, I mean, we have a... We live in a twisted society do you think because anybody of its relationship with sex. Do you think anybody identifies as a strip club person? It's like I, when I say, oh, you're not a strip club guy. I don't think I'm a strip club guy. But would any guy say, I'm a strip club guy? What are they, what are they called online? They're called um, hobbyists. <laughs> Boob enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I'm like, I'm like really, right now, I'm interested in reading. I'm re- uh, reading subterraneans right now. Well, that's, a, that's, a, man, that's a heavy-handed segue you just crafted <laughs> for yourself there, well, Mark Well, I'm Walman. not interested in... I'm not interested in in that stuff right now, you know, or much ever. Well, no, but that that was that was the basis of the question. Like now that you're moved away from it, do you miss living in a you know? Because now you live in a very I, neighborhoody, you know, family kind of place. I liked I liked living with the edge, living. On the I live. I like living with, with I, but not having um, to like. Larry Mullen was my not having to, live with. to like, not having to be a part of it. I like living near the edge. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> have to be. I didn't have to be a. Part close, of it to, close to the periphery, edge. you know, to observe. Yeah. Like, like. R- what the like fuck are they saying over there? Is this Moody Blue? Is this like? It sounds like like a, like a walrus and, and like an Eggman. Like the Eggman and the walrus came to life, and they, it's like they're playing like every '70s era Elvis song at once. I love Elvis. That's another thing I've been doing is watching the Elvis movies. I've probably seen like 20. You know what? I have a theory about that. I think there's a new one out every like four or five years. They slip a new one in because there's no way. Because like, you know, you, you think, cause, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, there's like five or six Elvis movies. Mm-hmm. I checked the Wikipedia page. There's like 47 Elvis there's, movies now. I think there's 27. But, there's a lot. But the, yeah. I well, mean, that's just when you look last. The best Wait, look ones, again. <laughs> the be- my favorite ones are. There's like new ones all the time. Fun in Acapulco. That's, see, I've never even heard of that movie. That That's a new one. It's a great one. That's a, a new one. Double Trouble. They've got Elvis somewhere in a box in a, in a back lot in L.A., and every couple of years they're like, all right, we're going to dress him up, I don't know, as a roustabout. Roustabout is – is that the movie we watched together? I don't remember. Roustabout is, is a movie. That's just okay. None um, of them are good. Are you actually saying one, there's a good Elvis movie? Yes, there is shit? one good. There's two good Thanks, Elvis guys. movies. King Creole is amazing. He's killing it. He's singing and the story is cool. It's very dark, and Jailhouse Rock. Yeah, is awesome. Okay, Jailhouse Rock is almost. And what like are the Eight what? Mile? It's almost like Eight Mile. I'm not kidding. What you. are the tenets of a good of a good Elvis movie? Like, what, how do you know you're? In, I mean, what 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 do you look for in a good Elvis First, movie? First, you look for the clothes. Okay. Then you look for the moves. Okay. You know the cool. Now, what about the uh, the, the 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 female? Your Mary Tyler Moore. There's always your two Anne females. Margaret. There's okay. always two females yeah. in the Elvis movie. It's Every one that I've seen, there's two or three, and he's in some kind of harebrained Three's Company style mix-up. Of course, up. yeah. 
And those early black and whites don't have that. You know, they're which makes them better or worse. Better. Okay. But then, if you look at them like you would look at like um, a collection of works, like a collection of Picassos, or where you look at them. That's one, the first the, time that analogy has ever period. been you made. You take the blue period and you look at, at the different paintings. They and speak he had the blue Hawaii period. See, well, there's 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 um, there's there's Fun in Acapulco, there's Blue Hawaii, and then there is Paradise Hawaiian style. I've never heard of two. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and Paradise These Hawaiian are new style I think that you're was behind produced by. You're behind I'm the sure conspiracy. It was produced by the Hawaiian uh, Tourism Board. I'm pretty sure. It's well, I mean, it's, it seems like one of those movies, like you know, like okay, I got an idea. We need a vacation. We need to make a movie. Let's oh, go on oh, vacation like and was, make a movie. Like I was saying about the Picasso's Blue Period, there is a very specific theme and style, you know, like a Stroke song or an ACDC song. These Elvis movies, there is a certain thing like it like a woody allen movie right there's always like um a, a dinner party yeah and, there, and then there's always this like in about 50 percent of his movies there's a scene where there's someone playing a piano yeah and there's people crowded around the piano and that's like one of the one of the totems maybe of woody allen movies okay in elvis movies you got the the old girlfriend and the new girl comes to town yeah and there's some kind of mix-up where he's because he's always the innocent like he can't he, be he can't right. be the guy who's chasing tail He's not ever. He likes girls, but he's an honest, honest guy. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Some of the movies, he's not. But the funny thing is his name is always something pretty n- n- like like um, Frank Johansson. <laughs> he was a really, really like Troy Jefferson. And he never really, most of his movies, like 80% of them, he doesn't even want to play music. Yeah. He's like trying to get his, um, his private airline tourism thing off the ground where he's giving like tours in a biplane yeah. in order to do that he's gonna cover the rent by playing in a lounge at night mm. you know so but but he's but then suddenly he's on stage has a guitar yeah. everybody loses their damn mind the yeah. girl's watching from across the bar yes and the later they go the later the movies go you know the lower the budget i think the higher the 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 Faster they needed to be shot, I think, because mm-hmm. I haven't really read a book on this. I know. Is there a book? I guess there has to be because it's Elvis, be. but I don't know it's why Elvis. there would be. Uh, this I is not it. I love it. a yeah. high water mark for anything. No, but but then uh, the the choreography goes down. I mean, it's not like watching Gene Kelly here, and that's what's so crazy is Elvis is a great dancer. Yeah. But in the movies, King Creole are where his best moves are, and I, I think everybody would agree. You know? But King Creole wasn't a big hit song though. Jailhouse Rock, big hit song. Jailhouse Rock, and I don't what's I don't know what's there's not a lot of songs. Viva Las Vegas, big hit. Kid Creole though, I know the I know the song, but it just, all I remember is like the the Jordan is King Creole, oh, yeah. like just singing in the background. Well, That's t- all I know. You told me about this um this Elvis's greatest shit record. Yeah, and there are some of these songs like there's there's a yoga song. And there are some weird-ass songs. Uh, well, because, I mean, how many songs were there per movie? So there's 27 by last yeah, count. Yeah, but they're not like radio songs. They're yeah. like weird, weird. They're not even musical songs. They're somewhere between a pop song and a musical song. I, I love these movies. I love them. And there's not really an ounce of, like, negative energy in them. There's, like, a kind of a bad guy, but they're so soft. All right, so, I mean, the logical question is, I have a bit of a background in video. Mm-hmm. You like to have people look at you. We need to do. A, we need to do an Elvis movie. We need to start the Mark Malman trilogy. I know. I've well. I've written. You, I've been, written one screenplay. I'm working on two. No, other no, no, ones. no, no. Don't change it into that. No, but we're gonna. We're, we need to take you. Um, now, either we need to have you like buy, let's say, a uh, nunnery, 
Okay. Or, you know, maybe a, a, maybe you're teaching like uh, at a school for wayward girls. Or no, no, no. No, no, I get it. I get, I get, here's, here's what it is. Okay. I just get out of the military. Okay. And I take a job up as a janitor in a school for wayward girls. Don't know many people around town. And you're a dark stranger. Right. And I fall in love with a teacher. Yep. But there's an older, age-appropriate student who's <laughs> in love with me, too. Yeah. Who's constantly pulling harebrained scre- schemes to get in between me and the teacher? Get your attention, yeah. Yes, and uh, and I sing a bunch of crazy songs, you know. And it's called, it's called Wayward, the Wayward Wandering Wizard without wontons. Yeah, that's a terrible name. It's no. just called wonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, girl crazy. You know, Girl Crazy is, is that's a good one too. Or, or Fever. You Girl know. Crazy is an Elvis movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh wow. It's a, it's, I think no. Girl is Trouble. He? Girl Trouble. Yeah. No Double Trouble. Kissing Cousins. Well, I say we start work on this. I say we get this going. Yeah. Get I mean, it, it, judging by how the Elvis movies done, they look like they were done maybe in a week. We don't have that budget, so I think we could probably do it maybe a week and a half. Let's shoot it just real time. Yeah, just follow It'll me be around. like time code and follow GI Blues. Follow me around blues. my house for two hours <laughs> with a video camera. It'll be like you know what I'll, I'll, I will now you know I'll I'll executive produce, but I, I'm not I'm not filming that. What's that? What's that kid? That that kid in in L. A. Who's doing all the fucking performance art? What's his name? The, the Transformers kid? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Or what was it? Was that movie with the with the Joaquin Phoenix where he like wrecked oh, his yeah, career? Yeah, yeah. I don't have to wreck my career because. <laughs> There's no career. No, but that's not true. Okay, all right, all right. No, you have a career. You're on Dive Bar Mitzvah right now. Be loud and proud, Mark Mullen. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's this week's edition of Dive Bar Mitzvah, Mark. I hope you enjoyed it. Scare them awake. I think it was fantastic. I might have edited that out by now. Okay, good. I don't know. Probably not. Well, no. you missed the beginning, people. Yeah. Uh, how was the rib? The rib was good. <laughs> well, I ate one rib yeah. and water. <laughs> this is like a, this is like you're what a I dream would eat date. A, this is great. <laughs> in a prison in Peru. Yeah. Um, so, everybody, thank you again for uh, listening. Uh, all these Proving episodes, prison. the first season and uh, now. Thanks for David Fongs for not kicking us out. But uh, seriously, everybody who's listening to us on iTunes, be sure to rank us well. Um, and don't be afraid to hit that share button. Tell everybody about us. We Take need us all the help to we David can. Fongs. Exactly. And we will come and we will reenact this for you right here at it's your like table. It's like my dinner with Andre. You know what? It truly is. Different. Yeah. I put my, and see, the great thing about the candles here, you can hold your hand above them for hours and not feel anything because they're battery. That was in my dinner with oh. Andre, where uh, Andre Gregory was talking about how he did that once. Anyway, sorry, never mind. Uh, so, but uh, Mark, thank you again for doing this. Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Wallace Shawn. My whole life was, my whole life was art and music, and now I play a, a I play a Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> and, and I made more money than I've ever made <laughs> playing a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And I can't, I you know, I can't really see why I was in in an art movie ever, really, when I can be this Tyrannosaurus Rex. Nobody saw Vanya on 42nd Street. Do you have more? No, okay. but I just that's so he's a funny. No, America loves Wallace. Wallace Shawn. Shawn. America yeah. loves Wallace Shawn. My new game show. There he goes. All right, uh, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, seriously, a moment for our sponsors here today. Uh, without them, we could not do this. 
Um, I'd like to have a rousing round of applause for our friends at Stand Up Records, uh, the best in thoughtful, edgy comedy. Go to StandUpRecords.com or visit their brand spanking new Roku channel. All you have to do is go to your Roku box, go to the channel store, search comedy, and we are right there. Uh, we have specials by Chad Daniels, uh, Rhea Bamford, all the good people out there, and they have a whole bunch of episodes of Drinking with Ian right there for you to watch. I'd like to thank our friends at FGC Creative, and they have the deal of the year for you. Hey, all you have to do is go to FGC creative.com or find them on facebook mention you heard heard their name on divar mitzvah and you yes you can have shirts done for five bucks no shipping no charging no nothing five dollars a, a deal shirt for shirts get on it and actually yeah all of the dive bar mitzvah shirts are made proudly by them i'll give you a dive bar mitzvah shirt all you have to do is you come down to trivia on tuesdays at club jaeger or um the second wednesday of every month i am at gas stops in north minneapolis doing make me laugh stop by ask for a shirt i'll hook you up and um a rousing round of applause for our friends at pamps blue ribbon put yourself in the picture have a delicious pamps blue ribbon uh made the same way it was when it won the gold or blue ribbon in 1898 put yourself in the picture next time have a delicious <laughs> pamps blue gold ribbon. ribbon yeah sorry pamps blue Hey, asshole, I did that without notes. I forgot my notes today. I actually did a pretty good job there, other than the Paps Gold Ribbon thing, don't you think? I thought that was good. There's no fucking pleasing you more. You eat the mustard like soup. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, I think, with Rob Callahan. So it'll be a good one. Mm. Yet again, thanks for watching, uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. That wasn't bad. It was great. Uh, the first five or 20 minutes was a little down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I was, and then I was asking you, yeah. And then it would like would just immediately just like oh Mark come follow me we can we can have fun boom and we're done before ten it's nine fifty nine.